Osiris following the hood magician. <laughs> That's a big tag. I gave it the tricks, you know what I'm saying? For our, for our second episode. That's a great tag to I, have. Out here with these tricks, the hood magician. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. I found it. Right time for Mother's Day. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is really interesting. I kind of sat at the bar by myself, like, you know, pretty fly. The bartenders were super nice. Mm-hmm. They just kept me company. I don't know if they felt sorry for me or they thought I was just an interesting person. But they talked to me all evening, served me really good drinks, and made me laugh. That's what's up. Then I left there and went to do so. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I will, I will be the first to admit that, you know, I was, I was trying to keep trouble with the disco.
person gets all this attention from all these groupies and all these women all in his face, throwing themselves at him, and she says she hadn't gotten none of that attention over the last 10 years. Ooh. And it kind of makes her feel insecure, even though she knows she got a loving husband and everything. But she said it would just still be nice knowing that she had it. Ooh. And I have to have a big pause right there, right there, because I was just like, oh, so you are mad that these men respected you and accepted you happily married? I mean, do you think that's what she was really saying? Okay, what do you think she was saying? I got a lot of opinions about what she was saying. I think she personally felt like maybe, you know, her being the wife of, like, this NBA all-star, she feels like maybe she lives in, 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 the, in his shadow. And maybe she's, you know, maybe because of that, she felt like she lost a little bit of her identity being the mom and the wife. You know, even though a lot of women aspire to just be those things, because mm-hmm. there are some people who aspire to just be moms and wives. Mm-hmm. In 2019, they have the prerogative to do such. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some women who want to be more than that, or they want to be mom, wife, and, and career woman, yeah. or they want to be mom, wife, and maybe they also want to be considered sexy or attractive. Or, you know, uh, desirable and or wanted. And what's wrong with that? Because you got a man that got three kids with you. If you don't think that he's like if you sexy, attractive, and he'll find you appealing, like, them babies is what's like, where did they come from? Did they come out of like, out of frustration on his skin with you? I mean, but just because a man gives you a baby doesn't always mean that he's attractive to you it, it could have been an accident <laughs> maybe not the, maybe not three times maybe not the, all the times but they could one of them babies could have been an uh oh baby he didn't necessarily mean to get her pregnant okay I'm just saying like if you got three kids with somebody I think it's safe to say that that person finds something about you attractive sure and it was kind of like when you said like well, I got the top three numbers. I'm like, so you gonna give us an update on the next part of it? <laughs> oh, I'm not really interested in that. Somebody was like, like I'm happily married. It'd be nice to know I still got it. I mean, somebody was like, even though I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm like, what, what, what's wrong from us? Kid Dad, WC Dunkin', I ain't scared. Never had a chance.
isn't it, isn't it important that the person that you chose to be with for the rest of your life, the one that finds you all of those things that you want to be as a woman? Sure. As a man, that's, I mean, don't you, you want to know that your wife, your girlfriend is still attracted to you, she still want to be with you. That's true. So, I get it. She, at first, she said that she was going through postpartum. The right. fact that she had sex. But once she got past that, like, you still, like, like, you still ain't got past that. Yeah, I mean. Like, oh, she ain't got a boob job and everything. Mm. And, then she, and then she didn't like the boob job. She said she wanted her breast lifted because after a pregnancy, they, they, I guess they sagged a little bit. Yeah. Then she got a boob job to, like, lift them up. And she said she still don't like it. She said they burst and they work for it. Okay, well, this is all, you know, I didn't know nothing about that. But I will say that there are some parts of Aisha's commentary that I undoubtedly do not relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this may be controversial, what I'm about to say, but I do feel like it's kind of drifting a little bit of privilege. Like, you're talking about getting a boob job that you don't like when the average person can't really get a boob job, you know. And also, I didn't get a boob job. I ain't had no kids. Like, ain't nobody give me kids, okay? Like, nobody gave me kids. She made some feedback, some comments about women needing to cover up and dress a certain kind of way. And yeah, she did. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think that's part of a lot of people's frustration for her making those comments. It was just like, you know, um, it was kind of like, it, it came from a place of, of like really like confidence. Like people thought it might have been even like cockiness with her making yeah. that type of statement. You know what I'm saying? Telling women how to dress or whatever or not. And you know what I'm saying? As liberal as society has gotten over the years, like, women are dressing more and more how they feel, and it's acceptable. So when she said it, it kind of sounds real archaic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Especially for her being a, a woman, like, in her 20s, you know? Right. And, you know, I don't know how this is going to sound either, kind of being able to articulate it, but when she talks about needing validation, also another part that I couldn't relate to because I'm like, Aisha Curry is thin, she's fair skinned, she got light eyes, she got long hair, and by societal standards, like, Aisha Curry is, like, the top, like, most desirable type of woman, so I don't know if her not seeing herself in TV enough, like, you know, in, in a reality show. Okay, well, I mean, seeing herself meaning other people that look like her, uh, like, normal societal, like, everyday life, you know, but, um, 
many different opportunities dealing with media and jobs and all sorts of things. Like, so I kind of thought that was also a part of it that I necessarily couldn't relate to. But other than that, I felt like she has some valid points. Yeah, and you know, you know, the thing about it is, I, she, I don't think she really noticed the attention that she she probably gets when she's out in public because she probably focused on maybe probably her kids that too. and where she's going. That's how I think about it. Your lifestyle is way different than the average person. You don't bump, bump into a lot of people who probably would be like in awe of you, right? Because you live a very like secluded life. You're not the average person, you know what I'm saying? If she would walk through Kroger in Southwest Little Rock, she probably would hate it. By the time she got out of there, she was like, I ain't never coming to this Kroger again. Not, not Kroger, but like Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Because the Kroger probably all right, but the Walmart in Southwest Little Rock, she ain't never coming back to the Walmart. Where she get her food from, <laughs> where she do her shopping, where she hang at. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure she could live in a very exclusive life, but I'm just going to wrap it up by saying this. You All know right. what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with having insecurities, even though we might have disagreements about people's insecurities. Sure. You know, we all realize that adults still be experiencing growing pains. Absolutely. So that's just part of life. So hopefully her, she worked that out with whoever she needs to work that out with, and hopefully her husband is supportive. You know what I'm saying? But I found it really rather comical.
said something like funny back, like it won't be today. If you if you can't think to win these like Twitter, they be roasting people. They be roasting McDonald's too, don't they? They dropped a whole mixtape on Spotify calling Elvis calling me this. Over millions of people saw it, and I was like. 
it don't be the same way. <laughs> it's all next to me when it's time to go for the
the candidate in my book, and I'm not going to endorse you. So you talk, if we, the conversation going to always be about the best of the two evils, then, man, you know what I'm saying, you losing me. Right. Because like I was telling you the other day, if I give you two options of food to eat, and if you're allergic to, to both of them, it's going to cause you to break out in hives, it's going to cause you to vomit, it's going to cause you to be sick and everything like that. If I say pick one, what sense do it make for you to pick one? If I'm offering you something, if, if, the outcome, <laughs> if the outcome is death, I will, I will eat neither. Okay, so my whole thing is this right here. Joe Biden has like had so many missteps as a as a politician. He wrote the '94 crime bill that Bill Clinton signed, and he he started the whole conversation about uh, you know what I'm saying predators and over penalizing people who had addictions and penalizing people who sold drugs. He started this whole uh, we're going to solidify our mass incarceration efforts. We're going to solidify the incentives for people to be incarcerated and be in prison. We're going to break up people of color's families. It's like, he wrote this. If you don't believe me, go look up the speech where he talks about all of this stuff and why we need to be tough on crime. Anytime you hear people say the words tough on crime, it's not about making the community more safe. It's about building the prison industry complex and making money off slave labor in a legal way. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't agree with that. And I, he ain't never apologized for that. Remember, he didn't believe, uh, what was her name, Anita Hill, when she was, you know what I'm saying, telling everybody that Clarence Thomas uh, sexually assaulted her and all that type of stuff. He makes comments, uh, makes comments about education and talks about how, you know what I'm saying, white Go give me my, go give me my uh, slice of chicken nuggets while I talk to this girl. I'm going to stand outside while you eat. Like, 
they go inside and get them. I'm gonna go get Shorty number. That's fucked up here. I need two, uh, four of these wing spicy nuggets. Get that for me. Uh, you asked for my money? No, I ain't got it. You got it. Go ahead and get it. Get yourself something while you're on it. Give me about 15 minutes, bro. That's Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden. And, but it, it, and then it also his personality sucks. Democrats are lazy, man. You know what's funny? is what? that I thought Joe Biden and Biden and John McCain were the same person. Is that bad? Like, when John McCain died, I thought it was Joe Biden, and I was just rather confused. And then I was like, damn, who is Joe Bud? Like, Joe Bud? See, I can't even, like, I can't even get his name right. Like, I don't really know who he is other than, this, like, then I realized, oh, that's the dude that was, like, the vice president, you know, under under Obama administration. Because he was done nothing. You know, for people to really, really uh, know nothing about him. You know, he has, though. He has. You know, I mean, he's done other things. He's made a bunch of memes. A bunch of memes have been made from Joe Biden. He went viral when he kissed his black graduate on the cheek. Uh, that's another thing about how I say he be too much in women's space. He don't respect space. He's too touchy-feely. He never get, like, they say he, you know, do things without getting consent. Like, who, who said I want to kiss you, bruh? That's what they, right. they look at him like, who, who, you want to touch me, hug me all the time? It's like, bruh, you, you be invading people's personal space. And if you can do that in front of cameras, like, you know, ain't no telling what else you be good at. I would most definitely say that Democrats have like gotten extremely lazy. Yeah. They're putting out these same um, presidential candidates that I feel like really have nothing to offer us, who blatantly say that they have no interest in doing anything for black people in particular, yeah. who don't want to start a conversation about reparations. And if you, like you mentioned earlier, if you ain't starting no conversation about reparations, I don't know if I want to um, entertain you as a legitimate candidate. Say all people. They be lazy. 
himself into a bull here. I know it's long-term. It's like, it's like people scared to not be a, a Democrat or a Republican just to, like, I don't have a chance of winning an election. Why don't you give people a chance that won't be that, that you won't be around to see struggle? Right. Give those people a chance. So, <clears throat> but, I mean, I, I, we just got to get some things changed as a country. We like, we like, like, you know what I'm saying, moving back to the dark ages and so many things. Education is like, segregated again, and well, I ain't say it's segregated again, you know, this racist uh, climate in America is just like out of control, and you know what I'm saying, a lot of these people care more about, you know what I'm saying, party loyalties than they do about policy. Right, absolutely. Like, it was like, even uh, that, that lady, Melissa Alano was like, oh, Alyssa Milano, I'm sorry, <clears throat> she was like, it's not about policy right now. It's about getting Trump out of office. But then she came right back behind me going right. Because Wendy's Spicy Nuggets is really the, the theme of this show. Okay. When Chance made his statement about Wendy's Spicy Nuggets part, all of a sudden she had to go. I don't even know who Alyssa uh, Milano is. Y'all go look that up. She's a celebrity. Yeah, she, I think she did Charm, was on Charmed or something like that. She won one of them low-budget actors. Okay. That's why I don't know her. And I ain't why I don't know her. I don't know because I don't be paying attention like that to, to everybody. But when Chance was like bringing Wendy Spicy Nuggets, Nuggets back on Twitter, she came back and was like, um, don't you know that Wendy, the owner of Wendy's, is the person that he's a, a strong Trump supporter and he uh, he he believes in this and he believes in that. And so, but I was like, but hold on. You see how policy don't matter. Why you gotta talk about what this dude believe in and what he uh, what he don't believe in? Policy don't matter. Yes, policy does matter. Policy is the only thing that matters. Exactly, and so it ain't just about getting Trump out of office. Because our problems ain't gonna stop when the next person get in there. And yes. unless if we don't change the, the mentality, we have to have some conditions for these legislators, these elected officials, to maintain. Our vote should come with a conditional agreement that you plan to do this. So if you ain't got no conditions that you vote people in office under, then you are part of the problem because you just voting in a fruitless pursuit. Right. All right. So I'm gonna get off this. Joe Budden. Joe Biden is black. Know who? And Joe Budden. Hey man. It's up for debate. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting though. Is it? I think it's in Huntsville. Are you sure it's not in Montgomery? Or 
go to Google. Okay, we have to Google it later because I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to go to Google. You know, I, I you know, we were in, in, in Alabama last year, remember? We went to Alabama to see the, uh, for the Peace and Justice Summit. Yeah. And then we also went to the Legacy. Did you go to the Legacy Museum? Yeah, I did, I did. Um, we got to see the, um, the this museum that housed all this information and data about people who had been lynched all over the country. Pause. We were both wrong. It's a normal Alabama. It's a normal. Okay. Yeah, you back to it. Interesting. <laughs> so, you know, when I went to Alabama, even though it wasn't in Huntsville, you know, I felt real strange. And the whole time I was there, I kept telling you and all the rest of my friends how strange I felt. And I was real eerie. You know, downtown Montgomery, they had these, uh, this rent by all this, uh, you know, all these reminders of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the auction, auction block with these markers. They talked about where, you know, slaves were auctioned off right in the center of the city. Mm-hmm. And it was, Alabama was real creepy. Like, I could not wait to get up out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I was like, yo, this is the South, South. Yeah, but, <clears throat> and you say that, it was kind of, it's a kind of weird, weird vibe when we went just picking yeah. some artistic type stuff. But I encourage everybody to go. We, what city were we in? We were in Montgomery. Montgomery. I encourage everybody to go to Montgomery, go to the Legacy Museum. Uh, you will leave there with a lot of thoughts and a lot of perspective and, and reflection on, like, the days of slavery. And that's why, you, you know what I'm saying, we can't, we can't uh, neglect to give and honor our ancestors because they went through so much, even though in the midst of what we talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a, I would like to talk about this in a later episode, too. Can y'all tell we, we be thinking about next episode? Yeah. But I would like to talk about, you know, the uh, impact that lynching had on black Americans and the impact mm-hmm. that it still has on black Americans. We don't talk about that. To this day. But uh, the Alabama abortion bill is the most restrictive um, bill. It, it outlaws abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. So that's kind of where we are in terms of Alabama. And, um, you know, typically, I'm just going to be honest, like full disclosure here, you know, I don't really talk about abortion like that. Um, I don't really discuss my views about abortion, mainly because it's such a controversial topic, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can really get into some heated situations when you're talking to people about issues of abortion. A lot of it has to do with religion. You know, a lot of it has to do with just, like, people politicking, uh, imposing politics on women's um, bodies and their rights. And, you know, some of that stuff can just get extremely heated. But, you know, the more I kind of sat back and watched um, and listened to this stuff kind of unfold and, 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 you know, oddly enough, because I hadn't, I still hadn't really got back into being on social media like that. But, you know, you see these things kind of pop up on Twitter and such. And it really just struck a chord me this morning because I just thought about, as a woman, you know what I mean, learning about your body, learning about, you know, ways to prevent pregnancy, learning about, you know, what happens to your body while you're pregnant. Um, we, we know a lot, of, a lot about this stuff as early as like 10 or 11 in sex education or having conversations with your mom. If you go to any type of, you know, religious school or church, they talk about this stuff all the time, whether it's getting pregnant or not being pregnant, whether it's, you know, being pro-life or, um, you know, uh, having an option and, and when when it's okay to have an abortion and when it's not okay to have an abortion. So this topic of discussion has sort of been uh, sort of like indebted into my mind all the time, right? So then like kind of seeing this stuff unfold in real time and because I've had so much 
just like exposure to knowing about uh, what what's happening to women in regards to their health in general, right? Like we're talking about OBGYN appointments, information I found out about, you know, the, the, the pap smear and these different type of pelvic exams and stuff like that. They, you know, a lot of medical research suggests that they really aren't useful and that, you know, women aren't um, being treated uh, fairly or even getting, like, thorough health care when it comes to their yearly, like, women, you know, their one uh, women checkup. Talking about women who, black women, especially who are dying 50 times higher than other than uh, our other counterparts when it, um, when they are giving birth, right? So talking about um, you know issues and complications that women of color, black women, suffer when they are pregnant in 2019, people are having issues bleeding out, heart stopping, preeclampsia, um, gestational diabetes, and all these other issues when it comes to being a woman and having a baby. Like, let's just start there. Okay, so let me throw out a real interesting stat. Okay. Two interesting stats that I that I recently found out. Go ahead. And this pertains to women of color, black women in particular. Okay. And, and white women, and to women in Alabama. Okay. So, for every hundred women in Alabama, there are 94 men. So women outnumber men by almost 150,000 in Alabama, right? So that's one thing I want to say. Two, I recently found out this, and I could not, it it just, it don't look no bad for me no more, but I just couldn't find the words to express myself the moment I was reading this stat. I know that feeling. Yeah. So, the infant immortality rate for, 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 uh, White women with a GED is lower than for black women who have PhDs and make over a hundred thousand a year. So the infant mortality rate right. for white women is with a GED is actually lower than it is for black women who make over $100,000 a year. And I'm not going to say that's crazy. I'm going to just say, think about it. I'm going to say it's unacceptable. Because when women like Serena Williams and Beyonce who have access to all sorts of health care, but the only thing that's connecting them and me is that they black and they have issues, Mm -hmm. preeclampsia, you know, people needing blood transfusions. My cousin just the other day you know what I'm saying, went to the, had to deliver her baby earlier because her blood pressure was so high and um, she had protein in her urine. And, you know, I couldn't even, just the day when she got admitted into the hospital, I almost went into like a full-blown panic attack because I was, I, this article came across my desk that was talking about how these deaths and these issues are preventable. The CDC or whoever released something saying, an article saying that these issues are preventable when it comes to, um, you know, mortality of, of the mom and of the baby. So uh, that's just talking about people who want to have a baby full term, okay? Mm-hmm. So that, those are just the issues that people endure, women endure, mm-hmm. 
who want to give birth to healthy, happy babies who want to procreate and and, and multiply their family. And, you know, they have to worry about whether or not they're going to be here with their baby when they give birth to their baby. Or they have to worry about whether or not their baby is going to be alive once they give birth to their kids. And that is unacceptable. So um, that's an issue within itself. But one of the things that I thought was so outrageous about these abortion, um, about these abortion bans is the fact that, like, y'all, if I am a woman, any woman, we ain't even got to make this woman no type of woman, right? <laughs> she can just be a woman, right? We ain't got to give her no type of determining demographic. She ain't got to be nothing other than a born a female who has a uterus who can give birth, right? And I get pregnant. I, a woman, get pregnant. Listen, for whatever reason, if I say, yo, I can't with this baby. Now, I found out I got a baby. Maybe I found out three, what is it? Maybe I found out because of what's the average, like two weeks or something if you miss your period. Within 14 days or something, you you could test positive for a pregnancy. Now, I had a scare a couple times. I thought I was pregnant for nine months, even though I took 100 pregnancy tests and all of them came back negative. I was I had a scare of a lifetime, okay? I had a lifetime yeah, scare. And you ain't never heard this story. I'm telling you right now. I'm not trying to make light of women getting pregnant, but her story, it is, it is, it is no comedy jam, straight up.
heal a baby on your own. Yeah, taking chemicals, yeah. taking medicine, falling yeah, on the floor. Back alley abortions happen, man. That's still like it, it might seem like some old, like some old school stuff, but they still places that do like those, those like you know what I'm saying, uh, bootleg abortions and stuff like that. They do. Yeah. And not only that, but if you need more proof and if you need more information, you need to go to your Google. And you need to look up Hermit Gosnell, mm-hmm. who was a doctor in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. who was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder, 21 counts of illegal late-term abortions, 211 counts of violating the 24-hour informed consent law. Mm-hmm. This man murdered babies and, and women, literally pulled children out of the Because they couldn't go to any other um, facility to get abortions, mm-hmm. he would he would take them in and cut the heads of the children uh, while they're inside of the women. Take the baby out, uh, cut their throats with um, with scissors. He literally killed one woman, like he killed her, or her, the, the the procedure that he um, did caused her to die. And he was convicted of murder, three counts of murder. And so, because these sorts of uh, these bans are in place, this creates a lane for situations like this. Yeah. Men who take ba- take babies out of women and put them into um, mason jars and keep them all over his office, uh, because that was the mo of Mr. Kermit Gosnell, who was right now serving, you know, time in prison. Bill. So you can look him up, you can Google him, and you can make your bottom dollar. There's going to be more people like him. Mm-hmm. The more they um, reinstate, the more they instate, reinstate laws like this, right. they're fully outdated. Yeah, and so like even just in closing, with like I, I just want to do this few points because I think you explained it thoroughly. But I say this right here: that new law in Alabama makes it to where if you're an Alabama resident or woman that gets pregnant. You know, and you go seek an abortion, and then they find out about it, you're just committed a felony. If you are a doctor or somebody that, you know saying, you was a doctor Mason Love Jones, and you doing your own Mason Love Jones type of medical work, like my, my guy was, he was impersonating a doctor at his own time. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, like 19 or whatever with no medical degree. Right. So if you're out there doing stuff, and you got your own procedures going on, you're in your Mason Love Jones or Dr. Love, whatever you call yourself. Um, you are a felon. You have committed a felony to try to administer an abortion that's punishable up to 99 years. Now, but think about that. For women who want abortions, you have just, you just lost your voting rights. And so now that is a form of voter suppression because now women don't have their voice to vote if they want an abortion in Alabama and the state of Alabama finds out. Um, also, we got to think about the fact that we, in other states, don't have these laws yet. There are places that are listed as abortion clinics all over this country. Yeah. And they're not abortion clinics. They will be called crisis pregnancy centers. Mm-hmm. And when you go into a crisis pregnancy center and expect an abortion, you're going to meet opposition. They are going to get you in there. Go look them up. They're going to yep. get you in there. They're going to try to talk you into it. Yep. Uh, are they going to uh, 
support a lot of black businesses. Don't don't get it twisted. Like yeah. your boy, just by my old T-shirt gave me nothing but black entrepreneurs that didn't sold me black T-shirts, mm-hmm. the hats, the same thing, all types of stuff. Nick just for show, like you know. And I, you know, I do <laughs> got to give me some food from a black restaurant every week. And when I say every week, maybe like two, three times a year, I got to go check out a black restaurant. So, yeah. but bars and bars are kind of a different story in breweries are too. Actually, do the same thing every Friday. Me and my coworker, the only other black coworker I had in my department, because there's a few people in there. We, she and I, go and support black-owned businesses uh, on Fridays for yeah. lunch. That's dope. I think everybody should make it an effort to go support a black business, man, because we need economic growth, and it starts with the people in the community. We can't be bringing all these franchises in out of towners. We need to support local. We need to support our own people. You know, the many problems that we have with. A black-owned business may not get to use their service ever. Just think about how many times Walmart only had two cash registers up there when it's 1,200 people in the store. And think about how many times you went back and got your eggs and muffins without cheese. McDonald's do it every week with the cheese on it. <laughs> come right back through that, that drive-thru every day. Right. When they mess it up all the time, you complain and you go back. Give your black businesses a chance to and support local anything. Absolutely. But another reason why we like to hang out is the people watch. Right. Raise your hand if you like the people watching. Oh, but Molly, we can't see their hands. I see a couple hands. That's because you've been drinking. I've been, I'm going to tell everybody what I've been drinking. <laughs> so, um, we do like the people watching, you know. So, here's the deal. Like, I didn't know that there was a game on Sundays. And we see you do it at 6 o'clock. I didn't even put it together until end of the loss. Man, and, and did y'all see Kawhi We watched, like, the whole... Like, we was talking all month about the podcast, but that fourth quarter was quite entertaining. Intense. It was intense. And when Kawhi shot that shot and the ball hit the rim like Listen. four times, you just, oh, Cuz gets caught. Cuz <laughs> crumbles. He crumbles. Like, as another black man, I saw this guy, I said, man, I want to just get that book. You know how we know to get to hit a man in the hand one time and put that arm around his face?
just do it in the back of your pocket and then just, you know, do your clip off or whatever on with your flag.